What's going on, you guys? Welcome back to this week's final Stardom Sidem episode of the season. Yeah, it is championship week for most of you, and if it isn't, then your league is messed up. Yeah. Especially um, if it's next week, because then it's really messed up. Yeah, and it's messed up because you're probably not in your championship if you didn't listen to us. Yeah. So, here we go. Fantasy football championship, Stardom Sidem. I made one championship out of the four leagues that I'm in. <sighs> I lost in the playoffs. It's fair. I respect it. I only made playoffs in... I made playoffs in two leagues. Got gunned down my first week. Yeah. And then in my standard league where my team sucks, where I traded away Travis Kelsey for... And you're in some... Night. And I'm in the championship. I was on a 9-10 game win streak and lost in the first round. Yeah. So here we go. Like. Please subscribe to the channel if you guys are new here. It takes two seconds. You guys never have to watch again. The subscription means more to us than you know. Um, check out our sponsor, as always, Little Italy. As Ryan always says, it's the best pizza and cheesesteaks in the state of Delaware. If you go into Little Italy Pizza Shop in Townsend, Delaware, you are eligible for a discount. I may, if I'm feeling generous enough, buy your meal. Starting us off, Fantasy Football Stardom Quarterback of the Week. My Stardom Quarterback, Dakota Prescott of the Dallas Cowboys. Way to show the Cowboys some love. I, I know this might be obvious, but the weather in Tennessee on Thursday night is supposed to be 58 and sunny. So at nighttime, in theory, it shouldn't be that cold. Probably drop to the 40s. It's fine. The Titans suck so bad. Their, their, their offense sucks. Their defense sucks. Dallas is still trying to scrape together some wins for these to try and get the first seed, catch up to Philly after the win last week. So I think Dak Prescott, I know it's kind of obvious, but we're in the dog days of fantasy football now. It's championship week. Got to start the best guys. I'm not going to sit here and tell you to start Patty Mahomes against the Broncos. I went with Dak Prescott, a guy who you may have somebody else then on your team to maybe start over him. I'm telling you, start Dak Prescott this week. Must start against the Titans on Thursday night. Sucks. Get your fantasy football championship week started off right and start Dak Prescott this week. My um, first quarterback start this week, or my only quarterback start this week, it is Justin Fields going up against the Lions. Now, this is a guy where you should probably have somebody else on your team because most likely you didn't draft this guy to be your QB1 at the start of the season. So if you have Justin Fields, I would go with him over a lot of the other options. Going up against the Detroit Lions team where he just obliterated them for 40 fantasy points a couple weeks ago. He had 150 on the ground, two rushing touchdowns, did okay in the air, um, didn't do the greatest, but he dominated them on the ground. And he will probably do the same against this Detroit team coming up here in Week 17. This is Fantasy Football Championship. Justin Fields has been... Arguably, fantasy football pickup of the year. Probably I mean, there's a couple there. guys out there, um, but Justin Fields coming down the stretch has been pretty solid. Last week he didn't do good against Buffalo. I understand that. I think he bounces back this week against Detroit. Yeah, um, my sit-em quarterback this week, Geno Smith, at home versus the Jets. The Jets defense has been pretty good all year, um, but it's the fact that Geno Smith has only thrown one touchdown pass in the past three weeks. His last two weeks in fantasy, he scored 15 and 13, and the Seahawks have scored a combined 26 points in the last 23 points in the last two weeks. That's not very good. It's the championship week. You're going to need your quarterback going for at least at least 20 point minimums. Definitely not 15, 13. So I mean, there's definitely better options out there to start than Geno Smith this week. I know I kept it short and sweet. The Jets are getting Mike White back. In theory, with the Dolphins loss, they're still not eliminated from playoffs yet. Neither is Seattle, but the Jets, I feel like, with Mike White back under the reins at quarterback, I think that the team morale will be a lot higher. Zach Wilson does suck, and I just think that you can't start Geno Smith this week. Yeah, they're at home. It's going to be a cold one. It's not safe. Do not put your championship fate in the hands of Geno Smith. My sit quarterback this week, it is Kirk Cousins going 
to Green Bay, all the way across nowhere, um, to Green Bay at 425 to take on the Packers, and a Packers must-win game in order to make it to the playoffs. Their chances, if they win this game, are 57 60%. If they lose this game, it's only 2%. The Packers know what they got to do. They got to win out. They basically control their own destiny. I think they just need Washington to lose one of the last two games. Yeah. And they play, I believe, Dallas and uh, the Browns this week. Um, so Kirk Cousins at Green Bay probably ain't going to be the best weather. I know Kirk Cousins could be used to that in Minnesota, but he does play in the Dome. So it's going to be bad weather in Green Bay. Green Bay has to win the game. I think it's going to be a bad day for the Vikings. So give me the Packers in this one. I just, I'm just i sitting here, and I just feel my joints throbbing and my body shutting down. Yeah, for those of you that don't know, we just got done playing football. Like an hour and 20 minutes ago, we were playing football in Ryan's front yard, like 10 of us. Um, 12, 13, 12 of us. 14. QB1, first game, five tutties, two picks, a lot of yards. Did my thing. Then I moved the receiver, had my shiesty mask on, got my leg sleeve on, did my thing. Shout out Dawson. He was probably... QB one of the day. I don't know, man. I had a pretty good first game. Dawson made some good throws. Props to him, but I feel as though I have to hunch over Dawson. I mean, we can have that argument later. That's fine. Because I feel like that'd be an easy one. This to just isn't the episode there. to really throw us in there. Um. Yeah. <laughs> next up, start this week. Kansas City Chiefs running backs up against the Broncos. Earlier in the season, when these two teams played, one like three weeks ago, Jarek McKinnon had thirty-two points. He had no. I'm looking at yeah. Hold on. He had 22 rush yards, 112 receiving yards, and two touchdowns. 32 fantasy points. Isaiah Pacheco had just shy of 100 yards rushing, and he was also involved in the passing game. And if you guys watched the Nickelodeon game of the year, the Rams and the Broncos last week, Cam Akers had three touchdowns. The Broncos got ran all over. They have no morale left. Yes, Nathaniel Hackett got fired finally. I don't think that's going to make a difference in this one, though. I think that the Chiefs are going to come out here, be able to run all over the Broncos, throw the ball over the yard just like they did last time. Pacheco and McKinnon are both going to eat. It's positive game script. Denver's probably going to get blown out. I know it was a close game last time, I know. But there are 14-point favorites for a reason. For a reason. Thank you. So start the Chiefs running backs. I think you can confidently start Pacheco and McKinnon this week. The past three weeks, they've both gone over double-digit fantasy points, both being heavily involved in the rushing and the passing game. So I think that you should confidently be able to start either of these guys this week. My first running back start this week, doubling down on this, it is A.J. Dillon versus Minnesota. A.J. Dillon has been kind of a bust this season. I ain't going to lie. The first game against Minnesota, first game, week one of the year, he puts up to 20-piece on the Vikings. And then that man absolutely disappears off the face of the earth for basically the entire season. And then there's a resurgence around week 12 against Philly in which he has four pretty solid games. Now we got Minnesota again, and I think we're just going to come full cycle where he destroys them. Aaron Jones is banged up. Mm-hmm. He didn't look the greatest last week. I'm not sure if he's going to play this week. I would assume he probably would just because of the fact that these are must-win games. But we're going to see A.J. Dillon probably getting more touches than before just because Aaron Jones is a little bit banged up. A.J. Dillon should get all of the rush work uh, up the middle. He probably will get the goal line work in, what game, in a game that I think should would be a positive game script for him. So give me A.J. Dillon versus Minnesota. Yes, and my next start in running back, this is, I know this may be a turnoff. I know this may not be what you want to hear, and this could come back to bite me in the ass. David Montgomery versus the Lions. Earlier in the season when these two teams played, I will say he did have 5.4 
fantasy points. Let me see what Khalil Herbert did. That was probably a Khalil Herbert game. No, they both had five points, but they couldn't get running on offense. But it's simple as this. Since week 11, David Montgomery, 21-14-16-24-10. He had 10 last week against Buffalo. Who's one of the best defenses against the running off football. We just saw Detroit get ran all over by Sam Darnold, Chuba Hubbard, Dante Foreman, and their third string running back. Chicago's going to expose it. They are. They're 100% going to expose it. You can start David Montgomery this week. He, I know he had a slow start to the season. Then Khalil Herbert was out touching him. Khalil Herbert got hurt and he's back. Khalil Herbert didn't do nothing last week. I think he had .3 fantasy points after the game. I'm not worried about Khalil Herbert. He wasn't involved on the offense earlier in the season when these two teams played. Yes, it was a shootout, so that may hold back some of it. But David Montgomery has also been involved in the passing game. Last week against Buffalo, he had four targets. The week before that, he had three. The week before that, he had five. The week before that, he had four. And the week before that, he had four as well. So he's seeing three to five targets a game on top of all the carries he gets and on top of all the yards and receptions that he gets. David Montgomery is a must-start this week. I'm saying right now, he's my start of the week. Extremely risky. I know David Montgomery is a must-start this week. He is your start of the week, and he will help win you a fantasy football championship. So start David Montgomery this week. My second running back this week, and this is a guy that is not a season-long for your championship play. Don't do it. This is a daily fantasy play. I think he could have a good game. It is James Cook going up against the Bengals. The last four weeks, he's been pretty solid. He had one dud in there. Not going to lie. Not going to sugarcoat it. But last week against Chicago, he almost hung up 100 yards. Granted, it was a blowout, and in blowouts, he's probably going to get more touches down the stretch. Um, but he's still, you know, he's getting more and more involved. I think he looks like the best back in the backfield. And a game against Cincinnati, <clears throat> after showing that he's the more predominant receiving back over Naeem Hines, who really isn't getting many touches at all, nope. I think we could see James Cook getting, you know, some quality touches against Cincinnati, especially in the red zone. Like, this isn't a... Just mentioned that this isn't a championship, you know, put him in your flex. This is not that. I'm making that clear. This is a daily fantasy. I think he could do something good this week. Yep. Moving to sit him running backs this week. I don't care how bad it's kicking the dogs. You're sitting Latavius Murray. <laughs> Latavius Murray had six points against the Chiefs last time they played. He only had eight rushes. Negative game script. He sucked against the Rams last week. Another eight rushes. He is like low-end RB3 status this week, maybe flex. You cannot rest the fate of your fantasy football championship on David or on Latavius Murray with negative game script against Kansas City. Kansas City's fighting for the one seed. If the winner of the Buffalo-Cincy game will eliminate somebody from number one seed contention. So Kansas City's got to scrape these easy wins. Latavius Murray's a must-sit this week. Do not start him and thank me later when you don't start him. My first running back set this weekend is the Dolphins running backs. Going up against New England, <clears throat> um, if two is out, I don't really know what the Dolphins are going to do. My Dolphins might not make the playoffs. Yeah. They've been on a pretty bad uh, pretty bad series of events. Tua got hurt, got concussed, and then he throws three picks in the second half. Just going to throw it out there. It would be Should've extremely irresponsible for Tua to play another snap this season. What's that? That's three concussions. Yeah. That's not if yeah. I, don't know. I mean that's got to be like I'm not a doctor, so I, I can't understand. Be an but yeah, it's like say something. But I mean, if if Tua doesn't play, I would assume one would assume that one of the greatest coaches of all time would capitalize on that and destroy the Dolphins. One would assume. However, it's Bill Belichick, and I don't know. Either way, you're sitting the Miami Dolphins running backs. It's a committee, and it shouldn't be a good one this week. You want to talk about something that's going to bite me in the ass. 
My yep. sit running back right here. Especially, didn't he do good last week in the last, like, two weeks? 12 the week before, 19 last week. I'm saying it, though. I'm confident. You're sitting Alvin Kamara this week against Philly. The Eagles haven't given up 100 yards to an imposing running back since week nine. I mean, it's Alvin Kamara, he's not seeing the passing volume he's heavy to. He's not getting the ball on third downs. He is, yeah, he's getting some rushing yards here and there. But the Eagles, they've been solid. The Eagles are playing for something. They're still trying to hold that number one seed with Dallas, San Fran, and even Minnesota, who has a shot to get the one seed right behind them. They got to win. They've been good against the run all year. They're going to make the Saints try and throw the ball on them. In Philly, New Year's Day. Should have been at the game, but it's fine. Um, (laughs) Sit Alvin Kamara this week. My second running back sit this week. Now, this is a guy that you probably want to ask us about. This is a daily fantasy sit. Potential sit in your season-long leagues, depending on who you got. It is Najee Harris going up against Baltimore. Chips. Baltimore is pretty good against running backs for one. For two, the over-under on this game is 36. Nobody's going to be scoring games and scoring points. This is a Baltimore versus Steelers headbanger. Just play field position. Just going to be right in the middle of the field the whole entire game, not doing absolutely anything. It's going to be a miserable game to watch. You don't want any of these players sitting on your hairs if you can afford to. If not, I totally understand. You don't want to get too cute. And he's been solid. Uh, last time against Baltimore, it wasn't that long ago. He had 13 PPR points. You know, that, that ain't bad. So, you know, weigh your options. Don't start him in daily fantasy is really the one thing that I want to stress. My running backs in this championship suck. Miles Sanders versus Saints. Zeke versus Titans. And Najee versus the Ravens. It's just horrible matchups. DK versus the Jets. Trevor versus the Texans. Horrible matchups. I know. I could just, it's going to be... I have a 45% shot to win, but... Uh, what's the second place money? Well, I, don't I don't know. 150, maybe. I'll take it. <laughs> Moving on. Start and receiver. Drake London. Surpri- yeah. Surprisingly... Surprisingly, Drake London has been good. With Desmond Ritter, quarterback. The past three weeks... Drake London has 16, 12, and 15 fantasy points. Nine targets, 11 targets, and 12 targets over the last three games with 95, 70, and 96 receiving yards. Yes, he has fumbled two of the last three games. Just rookie mistakes. They're playing against a Cardinals secondary this week that's terrible. This is going to be a very ugly game. Do not watch this game. But I think that you could pretty confidently start Drake London this week with the numbers he's been putting up recently and with how bad that the Cardinals secondary has been this season. So, I mean, yes, it's your championship. I know you would, I know how you feel, but start Drake London this week and thank me later. My first wide receiver start this week. I'm not sure how much you guys will like it. This guy is a Bronco. It is Jerry Judy going up against Kansas City. Why? I thought about it. It should be a good game script because they're going to be playing from behind and they're going to need to throw the football. Jerry Judy has been on a three-game tear with 117 receiving yards last week after getting absolutely obliterated by the Rams. Uh, 76 yards the week before. And just recently against Kansas City, he hung up 73 yards and three touchdowns. Yeah. So in theory, no matter what happens, he should have a good game against Kansas City. 
in theory. If they get blown out, the second half should be beautiful. Yes. If they keep it close, Kansas City's going to score. So that means Denver's got to be scoring. Mm-hmm. Jared Judy is probably the best receiver on his team. Mm-hmm. You can argue Sutton, whatever. Mm-hmm. But give me Jared Judy traveling to Kansas City as long as the yep. weather's fine. Kansas City is seventh most points allowed to receivers, so he should have a decent day. Uh, we had star. I had stardom sit him tight ends this week. Stardom tight end this week. One of my fantasy football sleepers of the year, Cole Komet. Cole Komet earlier in the season against the Detroit Lions put up 19 fantasy points in a standard league. It's pretty good for a standard. How many catches did he have? Four receptions, 74 yards. 23 catches, 23 points. With two touchdowns. 23 points. Yes, sir. I mean, Cole Komet, Detroit is very, very bad against the tight ends this season. Cole Komet had a great game. He's been Justin Fields' kind of favorite target all throughout the year, even getting Claypool. Even when Darnell Mooney was there, Cole Komet was still seeing his. Yeah, Cole Komet, he had a rough, we had a rough game against Buffalo last week. He had 2.7 points. These past two games haven't been pretty for him. A four, six and a half, and five, seven, eight points the past two weeks in PPR formats. I think he'll be fine, though. Detroit, they've given up 7.7 yards per catch to tight ends, and they've given up 10 touchdowns to tight ends this year, and Cole Komet's two of them. I think he's going to continue his tear against the Lions this week in Detroit in the Dome. So start Cole Komet this week. The Lions-Bears game is also the highest over-under, uh, 52, I believe. Mm-hmm. So. So hit sixty last time. So hit sixty last time. So sixty one actually. I'm second sorry. receiver start this week. It is Alan Lazard going up against Ooh. the Vikings, doubling down, tripling down on the Packers. Christian Watson has a banged up hip. He left early in the second and early in the first half last week. He's day to day this week, bad hip. So Alan Lazard should be should get more targets with Christian Watson being out. He had eleven targets last week. He had a couple blocks that looked good. You know, he's a, he's a team player. Yeah. And the Packers and Aaron Rodgers are going to reward that. They're going to give him a couple shots downfield like they did last week. Mm-hmm. Going up against a Minnesota secondary that's allowed the most points to receivers so far. He didn't play against Minnesota week one, but they're allowing 281 yards per game in the secondary. So. Yep. Aaron Rodgers should be dotting him up. Lazard should be doing his thing. A.J. Dillon's going to do his thing. This might be a massacre. Dude, I'm so tired. Like, I am just, my body is just like. Yeah, we're getting <laughs> we're, we're getting to that point. Quick. Yeah. Sit him receivers this week. My first two, this may come to a surprise, the Jags receivers. And by Jags receivers, I mean Christian Kirk and Zay Jones. Against the Texans earlier this season, they didn't do anything. I think they combined for seven fantasy points total. I know Ryan's going, oh, the Texans own the Jags. I don't give a shit. Jags are in the playoffs. That's all that matters. They gotta keep winning these games. The AFC's close. They're division champs. This isn't this isn't helping your case to sit the receivers. So the Texans, surprisingly, they've been solid against the pass all year. Yep. They really have. Yep. I mean, what if they allowed they're like bottom ten and allowed touchdown passes so far? They're bottom five. There you go. They didn't do anything against them earlier in the season. The Jags are gonna rely heavy on the run with Trevor, Travis Etienne. And I don't even know who their backup is. Daryl Henderson, maybe, or I don't I even know. They who's... caught him for real. I think so. I mean, I don't even know who's it's, playing. Um, so I can't pronounce the dude's name. You guys know what we're talking about, but yeah, sit the Jags receivers. They're going to ride heavy on the one this week. It's going to be a usual Texans Jags game. The Cardinals are trying to get him now. 
Low-scoring nice. dogfight of a game. The Jags are going to win the game, but I think you can sit the receivers this year, this week for your championship. I would hate for you to get gunned down by the Texans in your championship. That's fair. My first receiver sit this week, it's Juju Smith-Schuster going down versus Denver. It's hard to trust these Chiefs receivers. I think the only Chiefs receiver you could trust is Travis Kelsey, and that's not even saying anything. Not at all. And he's a tight end, so the proper term would have been pass catcher. But I'll let it aside. It's fine. Um, <laughs> Miko Hardman has a chance to return this week in Denver. I know Miko Hardman isn't going to do the, the greatest. He was doing really good at the start of the season or midseason. He's not going to do the greatest. However, he's going to take targets. Kadarius Tony is here to take targets. Marquez Vadescanling is here to take targets. Mm-hmm. Pam Holmes doesn't care. Nope. Because he's throwing to guys that I don't even know the names of. He has two tight ends. Um, he just throws it to anybody. Yep. And he has made that very clear. He said that at the start of the season. He said, don't draft any of my receivers because I'm going to spread the wealth. What's he doing? Staying true, spreading the wealth. With my luck, Juju's going to do what he did against Denver last time and hang up 22-piece. With my luck, that's probably going to happen. However, the numbers say you cannot trust it. The numbers say you cannot trust Juju because it is a new person every single week. And that's where I stand. I'm about to fill out the nastiest parlay. I'm getting surgical on here right now. I'm getting absolutely surgical. Easy money. All right. (laughs) Sit him tight end this week. It's David Njoku. I know. He was all reliable at the start of the season with Jacoby Brissett. Then he got hurt. Then they got a worse quarterback in who sucks. (laughs) Just for just sense. out of retrospect, the past two games, David Njoku has had 5.8 fantasy points and 3.4 in the past two games. That poor dog. Yeah, just kicking the dog at this point. They're playing Washington, who is in the bottom six in points allowed to fantasy football tight ends this year, surprisingly with a bad secondary. This game is in Washington. It's going to be cold, just like it was last week, and we are going to see David Njoku not involved in this offense at all. So sit David Njoku this week. My second receiver said this is a daily fantasy play. I have to make this clear because I get The Bears assaulted. literally just jumped to seven-point dogs. Sir, um, because I get assaulted for saying sit good guys, because you can't sit good guys. This is a daily fantasy sit. You can do it in your season-long leagues if you have the people around, if you have better receivers. It is Terry McLaurin going up against Cleveland. It is a bad matchup. That's really where I'm making the bases for. Um, Terry McLaurin's good games this year have been against pretty easy teams. I know he did good against Philly, but I mean he's been solid this year. I'm not going to lie. I just don't see him having that great of a game against Cleveland, if we're being honest. Only 19 passing scores. I just don't see it. There's Jahan Dotson who needs to be fed. Terry McLaurin, the two running backs. So sit him if you can. It looks like it's going to be raining in Cleveland or raining in Washington, whatever. Sit him if you can. If he is your best option, though, you play him. I'm not – don't get too cute. But Daily Fantasy, I would look at other options because you can afford to in Daily Fantasy. And that wraps up our final Fantasy Football Stardom Sit'em episode this season. Yeah, Fantasy that's, content will be back next year. That's uh, that's two years of Fantasy under our belt. Mock Draft starting next week. We're the best in the <laughs> game. 
win your championships. Comment below any questions you have. Comment on our Instagram, our TikTok, our YouTube comments. Send us a DM. Ask me for my phone number. We will get you right. We will win you your fantasy football championship. You heard it here first. Thank you guys for watching and listening, and we'll see you guys tomorrow with our best bets. Later. Peace.